Welcome to the 168 Podcast, bringing you the best in fitness, health, and all things in between with your host, Parissa. Hi guys, it's Parissa from 168 and welcome to our episode with our guest live in studio here at Cross, uh, CrossFit 168, Alexandria, Dean Waite. Hi. How you doing? Good, good. Glad <laughs> to be here. It's exciting. We, it is exciting. We've uh, we've got a lot of you guys who already know Dean um, quite well, but there's a, also a lot of members who uh, don't know him as well. Yeah. And we thought being the founder of 168 would be a good opportunity to, you know, get to know you a little bit better. Yeah, yeah. Definitely, <laughs> yeah. So, um I guess we'll start off with, um, well, a bit of an intro. Mm-hmm. Do you want to tell us a little bit? Um, well, I mean, really high level. So um, I'm 35. I live in the city. Um, I've been, uh, I opened 168 um, at 168 Day Street in the city in 2013. I've been doing CrossFit since about 2010. Um, and yeah, we've now sort of grown to three gyms. Um, still coach. Still coach as many classes as I can, um, but also float between the, the locations as much as I as much as I can. Um, yeah. And is that how the name One Six Eight came about? Yeah. So a lot of people ask that. Why One Six Eight? Um, pretty simple story. Um, I'd love for it to be a little bit more inspirational. Like it is the the number of hours in a week, and it's a Chinese lucky number, and all that sort of stuff. That's all true, but that's not why it's called One Six Eight. Um, the simple reason is is um, it's the first location was at 168 Day Street and we couldn't get a name approved by CrossFit and I wasn't allowed to put any signage outside, but there was a large uh, 168 Day Street plaque above the a, a, a bright red door on an otherwise blacked out building. Um, so when I used to tell people where to go, I'd say, just go to where, go to the 168. Yeah. And that just became what it was known as. And we got sick of getting knocked back by CrossFit for names. So in our frustration, are. we just said, let's just call it 168 and we'll change it later. And we never got around to changing it. Um, and I don't think I ever will. So no, it's definitely, that's why. yeah. And that, that plaque still, still sits, we took that off the building before they knocked it down uh, and built apartments on it. And that plaque is now in our Sydney CBD location on our mantle. Um, so you might see that in the back of some of the, the photos or some of the, the videos. Um, don't be mistaken. That's not the address of that gym, um, but that is the address of the original 168 gym. That's pretty inspirational. Yeah. I, I mean, it is, it's, it's, it has no meaning other than what you give it, I suppose. And to me, it means something. And to a lot of people, particularly the older members, it means something, but um, no, there is no hidden meaning behind it no. at all. <laughs> no. Well, it's definitely grown into something, uh, you know, much bigger now. So. Yeah. And can, as we continue to grow. Um, so Dean, you weren't always a gym owner. No. Tell us, what no. did you do before that? Um, I had no aspirations of being a gym owner when I left high school. Um, I, I went to uni. I, I did a degree in business majoring in accounting, um, which was enough to know that I never wanted to be an accountant. <laughs> but I did work for a bank for 12 years um, in a number of different roles. And then there was a bit of an overlap. Um, I started CrossFit. And uh, my cousin owned a gym out of Weatherall Park called CrossFit EC. I got into that and, and then, uh, you know, did all my certifications, started coaching a little bit there. And then we had the idea to, to open a, a, a gym in the city because I kept going to work and telling people like, you got to do this CrossFit thing. It's really, really awesome. But nobody lived that far out. So they couldn't make it to the gym. So I thought, well, what about if I bring the gym to you? 
So I started running some um, some free boot camps and stuff outside, um, just for free for the guys at work, just so they could sort of see what I was talking about. And then um, I decided we, we need to get a location so we can start using some barbells and some equipment and that sort of thing. So started the the hunt, started walking around the city, um, and as it turns out. Um, the 168 Day Street was directly across the road from the office that I was working at, um, a building that I'd been staring at pretty much every day for about five years. And um, a Felice sign popped up outside it. And um, I contacted the owner and uh, the rest is history. Brilliant. Mm. And was was uh, the owner who you got in touch with, he ended up being involved yeah. initially? Yeah. Yeah. So um, the owner... Um, I, we had no money. So, um, I got in contact with the owner and sat down with him eventually after hounding him for about six months and, and him rejecting my calls and stuff like that. I saw him outside the building one day and I, I ran across from my office and, um, and basically ambushed him and convinced him to, to hear me out one more time. Anyway, he invited me upstairs the next day where, where he lived. Um, so he lived in the, in the building, which was otherwise almost abandoned. Um, he converted the, the top floor to his living residence. Um, and so I, I went up there and we, we sat in this large, um, statesman's room with um, communist art all around the, the side walls. And we sat about 20 foot away from each other on these large couches. And he said, all right, tell me what you want to do. So I told him and he said, um, he asked me, did I know what, what rent was in the city? And, um, and I said, I didn't. And he, and he, so he told me and I said, well, I can afford about 15 square meters if that's the case. <laughs> uh, so we had the idea that um, he would, he would go in halves with me we'd share the business. He would give me some space for a set period of time, rent free. Um, wasn't allowed any signage out the front because we couldn't afford council approval, uh, which was in hindsight a great idea. <laughs> worked out well. It worked out well. Um, now we know all about council approvals. Um, that was a great idea to avoid that for at least our first location. Anyway, so we, um, he, he took me down to this room that was um, otherwise filled with old furniture. We, we emptied it out over a weekend, put some mats in, and, um, and that was 168. So we, we got started, and um, so I'd, I'd run classes in the morning and then put a suit on, go across the road, work the eight hours, and then take it back off, put my nanos on, and um, coach classes until late at night. Yep. And that's how, that's how we got started. Yeah. So I want to dive in because you touched in on opening with having no money, yeah, not being able to afford, you know, council signage approvals and what have you, yeah. equipment, things like that. So a lot of gyms I think these days are opening up really on a higher level, quite grand, quite, you know, top of the range equipment, huge yeah. spaces, um, which is lovely. Yeah. I want to know how you, you know, to go from – where you were and what you started with. And mm. for those that weren't there, mm. I saw what it was like mm. um, when you'd been open maybe after a year. So I didn't yeah. even see the original, original condition yeah. that it was in. But from when when you started to what, you know, what is 168 now, yeah. how important it is that looking back now, how important is it that you did start from from the, the beginning and, yeah. and built and grew and grew to what, so you know, we are now. When we opened, um, when I opened about three months later, another CrossFit gym opened in the city. So we were the first one in the city. Um, so we had a, we had a good three months there. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and then another gym opened 
and they opened with a large budget and they had brand new rogue equipment and everything was was really really nice and i thought well that's that's the end of that we had a good three-month run there um but it wasn't the case what what you what we got from starting from the the, the bottom um, to quote Drake, was um, <laughs> is that you learn that you can't rely, you can't fall back on a really nice facility, you can't fall back on really nice equipment. You just have to outwork everyone else, and you have to care about your members more. You have to put in more hours. Um, you have to show that you that you really give a shit about your members, and that's why you're doing it. And I think people picked up on that. That um, every every dollar we did make for the first two years, we put back into the gym because that's what it was about. It was never about the money mm. um it was about growing something and, and and getting people into a more active lifestyle um enjoying being part of the community and that sort of thing and it's paid dividends because it's we, we were doing the right things for the right people for the right reasons and the people that it attracted mm. is what ultimately grew the business because they were attracted to that i think and i've been very lucky that a lot of very good people have joined the team over the years, and that's what's grown the business, I think, um, because they were attracted to to that uh, that initial core value of um, just doing it for the for the right reasons. Um, and when when we can um, now, you know, all the facilities are, are, are world class. Um, we still update our equipment as often as we can, um, and we've done that since we opened because it's it's always been about offering the best that we possibly can to our members. Yep. And, um, and, and that's what I think has seen the business continue to grow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we learned a lot of lessons, not being able to rely on that stuff, not, not even having signage out the front. The yeah. only way that we could get members in is if I coach the shit out of classes mm. and, and people love their experience and they bought friends. And that's still the largest source of new members for us is referrals. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's something that we, until uh, two months ago, we never, we never ran a single ad yeah. and we probably have more members than any CrossFit gym in Australia across mm. the three locations. We've never run a single ad. Yeah. It's all from word of mouth. And that's because we had to, we had to be so good that people wanted to share with their friends the same way that I wanted to when I opened the gym. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. I think being in it for the right reasons, as you said, it, it, you have to be if you want to be in it in the, for the long run. And, um, you know, you've been doing this for how many years and myself and, and Lizzie and, you know, we all, I think it's a testament to your values and, and ours and we're yeah. all in it for the same reasons. That's and right. That's right. And that's what I mean about it. it's, it's attracted the right people mm. because they were drawn to those, those values, I think. Absolutely. Um, so I guess, uh, you know, being around since 2013, a lot of changes have happened in CrossFit in general. Yeah. Um, what have been the sort of the biggest, the most notable, or where do you think it's headed? Look, when I got back, when I got into CrossFit in, in 2010, um, it was it was new, it was grungy, and I think that's what attracted me to it in the in the first place. That you know we'd walk in without our shirts on and <laughs> smother our bodies in chalk, and away we went. And um, the music was loud and, and you know, we, we were really hardcore. We put pictures of ripped hands up on Instagram and stuff like that. Because <laughs> that's um, what you did. And that's what you did. And maybe, and, and maybe I was into that in my, in my early 20s. Um, <laughs> but I, I'd like to think that it's grown since then. We've got, a little, we've got much smarter about the way that we, we program, the way that we train, um, the way we set up our gyms. Um, and that's come about because 
um, CrossFit has, has attracted and opened up um, a, a bunch of different um, opportunities for coaches now, like weightlifting coaches, like gymnastics coaches, in otherwise declining sports, um, they've now seen opportunity to come into to CrossFit gyms and teach people how to weightlift properly, mm. how to train properly, how to do gymnastics properly. Mm-hmm. And, and that's been great because we've made some really great contacts mm-hmm. at, um, at, at through 168. And so CrossFit has matured, I'd like to think. Um, we certainly have in, in our offering. Um, and every time we, we move locations, so in the city we've now, this is our fifth location in, in seven or eight years, whatever mm-hmm. it is. Uh, and every time we've moved, and we've moved because we had to, because they were knocking down the building and putting apartments on it, we thought, well, how can we modernize what we do? Mm-hmm. So if you look at our first space, um, it was very – CrossFit yeah. and you know, our logo had a skull in it yeah. and, um, and we use the same font that every CrossFit gym at the time used that distressed font. Um, and there was graffiti on the walls and stuff like that. And if you, if you look at our transition from across those gyms as we moved and then now into our latest ones, Kingsgrove, which we, we just moved into a new location and Alexandria, it's very, very different. And I think that's been good because it's opened up the sport um, and the training methodology to a whole range of people that otherwise would have been too intimidated to start the sport. Yeah. Um, if it had stayed like like that, I think it would have faded away into obscurity. Um, probably. No, no Pukey the Clown? No Pukey the Clown. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I got mates that I got that tattooed on their body. <laughs> like, you know. Um, really? We, we, oh, yeah, we, we were oh, hardcore. Wow. Um, we like to think so. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's, it's evolved since then. And, um, what that's, what that's meant is that there's a lot of people, um, that are coming into, um, CrossFit that they don't look like what you think the typical CrossFitter looks like. Um, there's a lot of particularly women taking up weightlifting, which is great because, um, they're, they're learning to, you know, enjoy being strong and Mm -hmm. lifting weight, uh, and being, being confident to do that. Um, and, if we hadn't done that, I think that, yeah, it would have faded away into obscurity. It would have been um, swallowed up by your F45s, your Orange Theories, your B-Fit, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and because they're, they're nice facilities. Yeah. And they're, they're aimed at being not intimidating. Yeah. Uh, so w- we've learned a little bit from having that competition that wasn't there when CrossFit first started. Um, when it first hit the scene, there, was no, there wasn't a lot of functional training yeah. facilities. And a lot of those have been – have evolved from CrossFit. Yeah. Um, I think most of the founders and that sort of stuff, they're, they're CrossFitters. They've done CrossFit. They, they fell in love with that sort of training and they've, they've managed to monetize it into those, those businesses that are a little bit more watered down. Um, so that competition has been great because we've been able to see what they have done with large budgets yeah. um, to attract people into their gym and we've been able to adapt some of that. Yeah. But hopefully still maintaining the, the core of what CrossFit is. Yeah. We still want it to feel raw. Yes. We still want it to feel like it's authentic when you're training, that you're actually, you're getting stronger. It's not just dancing around to music. Um, it's, it's, it's still proper training. Yeah. Um, it's still periodized. The technique is still super important. Um, we want you to, to work hard, but not harder than you have to. Yeah. Um, you know, we don't efficiency. want you to steer. <laughs> exactly. Um, all that sort of stuff. It's, it's, that hopefully is, uh, has gone away. And, um, and we've seen that with just the, 
the the nature of people that come in here and and you know from it's been great that it's it's so much more accessible than what yeah. it was when I first started CrossFit. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, this brings me into my next question and we'll maybe wrap it up after that. But um, you mentioned the training and the, um, you know, the the programming and things like that. Um, there's not, I, I don't know, I, I feel like there's not a lot of, um, you know, trainers or PTs or, or gyms where the owners or the trainers follow the program that, they're running or follow the, um, you know, training methodology that they're running. Um, CrossFit, I think is probably one of the very few exceptions. And like, I know for me personally, after 12 months of doing something, I'll get sick of it. And I, you know, I'm now into my ninth year of CrossFit. You started in 2010. Um, so it's been a while. We've been doing this for a little while. Um, and I think in CrossFit, it's, the the coaches, the trainers, the the business owners, we all practice what we preach. Yeah. Um, what is it about it that has kept you going? Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. There's a lot of um there's a lot of trainers that are that are working in other um teaching other methodologies and a lot of them do CrossFit. Do CrossFit yeah. 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 Um and that's because I th- I still believe it is the most efficient way to train. And even more so now as as we get busier, um we get a bit older, we've got a bit more going on in our days. It's the most efficient way to train. Yeah. You get in. Um, I can do a, a, a 30 minute EMOM yeah. um, of some of, of some movements, some push, some pull, maybe a little squat, a bit of core in there. Yeah. And my workout's done in 30 minutes and I've got my heart rate up and yeah. I feel great. Um and I it's still the, the same things that attracted me at the start um still hold true. It's it's that it ticks so many boxes in such a short period of time. You still need to be strong but you also need to be fit yeah. and you need to be well balanced and um, that the community is still there. That's, yeah. that's still a large part for me. I still love jumping into classes when I can yeah. or training with just, just some members if they yeah. want to, or, or some, some new friends. Yeah. Um, I think it's, I think it's really bonding when you go through a CrossFit workout together. It's something about a shared trauma that brings <laughs> people together, um, which you get in a CrossFit workout. Yeah. And, and, and so, yeah, I love that I can just, Slot. If I've got thirty minutes um, in my day, in. that's plenty. That's yeah. plenty. I, I do an imam. Um, everything is measurable, which yes. is still a large part of, of CrossFit, and that's that's even more important for me um, now because I want to feel like I'm not wasting my time when yeah. I'm training. Um, I want to know what numbers I've got to hit. Yeah. Um, that I am progressing, yeah. or or maybe I'm not, and that's that's a, that's okay. But that's a symbol of what's a sign of what's going, what else is going on in my life. And, and at least you yeah. know, though. And at least I know there is there, like it's not data. random. It's yeah. not. There's still everything is timed. Still everything yeah. is scored, or or you know your weights. Um, so you can track yeah. everything. Um, and and yeah, you're in and out of the gym in an hour. Yeah. And you've you've ticked a lot of boxes, and you feel good. And I, and you I, know, you've done something measurable and it's, and it's the, you know, you've used the basic principles of training, periodization and all that sort of stuff yeah. um, to work towards, still working towards goals. Yeah. And I think that's really important as well is that you're constantly working towards goals. There's never a point where you go, okay, I've done everything. Cause you can always shave a few seconds off your Absolutely. time. You can always add a little Absolutely. bit more weight. You can, yeah. there's always something yeah. to I'm still learn. PBing lifts. Yeah. After after ten years, yeah. um, still learning from from some of the great contacts and uh, some of the people, the coaches that we that we're fortunate enough to have walk through our doors. Um, I'm still learning, and I'm still using that in my training, and I'm still getting better, which yeah. is great. Um, 
yeah, I think as, as I get older, I'm, it's unfortunate enough to see that I am still progressing. Yeah. I'm fitter now or, or at least maybe stronger now than what I was, um, you know, in, in my twenties. And, yeah. and that's great. That's what keeps me motivated. That's but I'm it. not, I'm, I haven't peaked yet. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I'm just in my prime. I'm coming into my prime. There's no end in sight. And there's no end in sight. Absolutely. Yeah. On that note, um, it was a pleasure getting to know you. Thanks for sitting down and having a chat. And uh, uh, guys, as always, um, you can follow us on our socials. We are on Facebook and Instagram at CrossFit168 Sydney CBD. Yeah, reach out if you've got any questions. Um, And particularly something I'm I'm really passionate about is if you're looking to get into the industry, maybe you want to become a PT or you want to open a gym or something like that, um, I've got got plenty of time. to sit down and, and, and talk with you because I'm really passionate about that stuff. And, um, I, yeah, we've learned a fair bit over the years and yep. I'd love to be able to pass that on to, to people that are passionate about um, doing something similar. Yeah. Well, I can, um, I can definitely testify to that because that's what I did. Mm-hmm. And, um, and look right. where we are now. That's, that's what it. Lizzie's done. And, mm-hmm. yeah, so, yeah, definitely reach out to our social media, um, Facebook, Instagram, and don't forget to subscribe uh, to make sure you get our next episode. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks so much for joining us on the 168 Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you subscribe and follow us at 168 Podcast on socials. We'll see you next time.